Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. First of all, I want to apologize to any of you if you're hearing any weird audio stuff, because guess what? Julie and I and family have moved successfully to Puerto Rico, and we have not yet got our studio set up. So we did not want to run a replay show today, so Julie and I wanted to run a live show, which means that you guys are going to have to suffer a little bit if the audio quality is not ideal. And I know Julie is in the midst of calling in, um, and she will be on here in a second. So what we are going to do today, and I really want all of you to take great notes on this because Julie and I, frankly, had a lot of time in all of our travel to think about what a topic would be that would be something that could have a profound impact on your business and personal life. And, you know, I've been doing a lot. I've been filling my time in between moving and packing and dealing with, you know, all the hassles of moving to an essence as a foreign country, but it's not really. It's, you know, part of the United States. I keep on reminding myself. But the reality of it is, is that it is basically like a foreign country when you take into consideration how many things are different. And the topic of today is a seven-step proven plan to defeat laziness and complacency. And, uh, well, listen, guys, I'll tell you right now, if you want to beat beat laziness and complacency, do what we did and move to Puerto Rico, because that will really rock your world. So, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes. Thank you. And you sound good to me. Hopefully, I'm sounding normal to you, but I'm sure we'll get some feedback from people how it ended up. Uh, So, yes, I think I'm feeling anything but complacent lately. (laughs) Yeah, right. Julie, just make sure you put the boom as close to your mouth as possible, the usual issue. Yes. So, listen, listeners, here's the challenge that all of us have. And this is true um, the older we get. And this is – well, it's not just an age thing, but the reality of it is is it's definitely more true the older we get. It's true also – and this is kind of – I want you to hear me out here, listeners, before you judge. It's also true the more financially well-off you get. And what is true is that it's easier to be lulled into complacency. Now, complacency is a word that if I were personally coaching you, I would use interchangeably with the word lazy. I choose to use the word complacency on our podcast so that, frankly, more of you will be receptive to what we have to say. But trust me, if you ever hire me as your personal coach, the nature of our relationship will be more direct so that I can help you get better, higher level, faster results in your life. And really, truthfully, complacency essentially is laziness. But we're going to go through the process with you now, and we're going to walk you through different ways. And we've written down seven great points that will help you to identify if you're lazy. I'm sorry. See, I just did it. Complacent. <laughs> and how to really shock yourself out of it. So I'm going to tell you guys a little quick true story. And uh, longtime listeners, you guys are all become like Julie and I's extended family. You text us. We, you know, run into you occasionally at live events. We get emails from you and, you know, comment on Facebook things. And so many of you listen to us every day, and you've become part of our lives, our daily lives. And, and, we've, and we've evidently become part of your daily life, too. Um, oh, by the way, Julie, um, I just looked at the uh, blog talk uh, statistics. So just since the last mm-hmm. reporting, 
we've had over it was a 6.1 million i was going to look again and give the actual number but i'm not going to bother wow 6.1 million mm-hmm. streams downloads people listening That's and uh, here's the thing it's really awesome we have a, a very very loyal core audience um, the people that listen to us every single day, and that's just awesome. I mean, some of the highest-rated shows that we've done, highest-listened and downloaded shows that we've done, have had over 30,000 folks listen. That's just amazing. Individual people listening mm-hmm. to one show. So here's the thing. You guys are listening to us. Why? Why is it that you listen to Julie and I? Well, maybe once you listen just because you're curious, probably maybe you just stumbled across or iTunes suggested you listen or whatever. Okay, there's that. And then you don't listen again. Maybe you just don't like how surly and how much bad language Julie uses because she uses a lot of swear words. Mm-hmm. That's a joke for those of you who are listening for the first time. <laughs> I'm going to start. <laughs> but Yeah, exactly. But, but here's what happens is a lot of you come back and you listen again and again and again. And it's fun getting the emails where you guys say you binge listen to Julie and I, where you sort of discovered the podcast and just listen to it and listen to a whole bunch of shows, you know, one after another. And of course, blog, uh, sorry, iTunes hosts our uh, show. And that's maybe where most of you are listening to us from. But also you can, go directly to our website, timandjulieharris.com. And the benefit of going to the website is you get to listen to the past podcasts, but also see oftentimes the notes that Julie, mostly Julie, puts together for the sake of presenting the content on the podcast. Why is that important? Because a lot of you use our content for your office meetings and for your team meetings and things like that, which is fine. We, we encourage you to do that. But if you want to go and have uh, sort of the textualized version of the content that we produce, you know, for all of you. Just go to timandjulieharris.com and, uh, yeah, listen from there and read from there. Now, here's the thing with complacency. Here's what happens to a lot of us as we get older. We just basically find ourselves rising to the immediate environment that we find our, that we are living within. And that sometimes is an amazing thing, Right. I mean, maybe you worked your entire life to finally get to this point where you're living in this dream community and you're living in this beautiful house and you have this idyllic life that other people can only dream of having, the whole thing. You've really knocked it out of the park. The old version of you, you know, if they were to see the current version of you, they wouldn't believe it. But here's the problem. If you stay there, and I mean physically, mentally, and emotionally too long, you're going to lose what you have. Okay, I'll I'll give you a very, very specific example. Okay, so Julie and I have been going to Orange Theory for over two years. Uh, We routinely tell you how much we absolutely hate Orange Theory, because we do. But we go for two years because, frankly, Julie and I have never been in better shape. And, um, yeah, we like to keep ourselves physically challenged. So, look, Julie and I go to Orange Theory. We kick some serious ass. I mean, usually we're the fastest, strongest in our class, and we thought we had our shit together, the whole thing. And then we discovered this new workout here in Puerto Rico. We went for the first time today. Okay, so it was Orange Theory uh, minus breaks. (laughs) Add to it having to do stuff inside and outside. Of any kind, right? I mean, a break to this uh, little muscular German guy who was running the class was like, you know, as long as it took for you to blink, then you're off to something else. So (laughs) it was amazing. So Julie and I, had we didn't realize this, but we had become somewhat complacent with the Orange Theory workout. Why? Because the Orange Theory workout was designed for the way that we were two years ago. So two years ago, when Julie and I started going there, it was a real – I mean, I'm not saying it was ever easy. It's not. It's never easy. But it it's was something that easy, we could do. At least for me. No. 
No, it's not easy. But it's not something – it's not really strenuous in the, it, by comparison to the thing we did today. So when yeah, we apparently. were at Orange Theory, we, we, were, we had become at the top of our game at Orange Theory. We were, you know, generally speaking, some of the top um, you know, students in our class. It took us two years to get there. But we were leveling off as far as what we were doing physically in the class. We didn't realize it. But look, Julie went from running at, you know, virtually nothing to running at 12 since so you could do it, you know, at, at will, no problem. She could do it all the time. Well, what happened was is that we stopped, and we didn't realize it until this morning, we stopped being challenged at Orange Theory and the manner in which we needed to to really push us to the next level. And that all changed when this little Nazi basically was running his boot camp this morning. <laughs> and OMG. we can normally go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Julie and I can normally go hardcore workout for an hour without no problem at Orange Theory. We had to tap out at 30 minutes. This was so ridiculous. <laughs> you know, awesome. and, uh, yeah. Well, I didn't, Julie. Did you know we were complacent with regards to our physical routine? I didn't. I do now. No. I, I mean, you know, how many conversations did you and I have on the way to moving here? Like, what are we going to do if there's no Orange Theory? What are we going to do? How are we going to be accountable? How are we going to, you know, handle our fitness workout? Well, I guess asked and answered because I don't know what that was, but that, that like, who does that outside? It's freaking 85 degrees and humid. And he wants us to run not once, not twice, but three times around the uh, building there. Yeah, that was, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to really think about this. <laughs> was you and you're right, his break again? was like, can't you get like one gulp of water as your break? And, and no, I, I don't know. Yes, we'll do it again. I'm sure we will. But uh, I can tell you I'm probably going to have to eat more than I did. And we're probably going to have less coffee before. Because that was insane. <laughs> so yeah, insane. that was insane. Well, so again, here's here's the thought for all of you. But guys. complacency, yes. Um, who, at, I mean, would you or I have ever thought that ever that we would have this conversation after sweating it out in Orange Theory? I never thought that we would have that conversation today. Yeah, me either. I thought it would be easy compared to what we'd done uh, at Orange uh, mm-hmm. Theory. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, totally. Well. So, <laughs> But here's the thing, Julie, and this is something that Julie and I, and I trust me when I tell you, the older you get and the more financially well off you get, the harder it is to have these conversations. But you guys have probably heard us say before, sometimes to take one step forward, you need to take two and maybe three steps back. That's absolutely true. And so for Julie and I, it was humiliating. Well, not humiliating in an ego sense, but it was humbling. There's another word, a better word. When we went to that guy's class today, and we had our asses handed to us thinking that we were going to easily dominate this class. There were people that were doing 40 burpees, if you guys know what that is. And then they were doing probably what it amounted to, I'm guessing, maybe a third or a half mile run uh, in the heat. And they did this. Uh, they did uh, four sets. They did for eight minutes, basically. So the people that were in great shape were able to do that, what I just told you, 40 burpees and run probably a third of a mile. And they did uh, four sets of that in eight minutes. I want you to think about that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going to give you guys yeah. a little suggestion here before we get into point one. And Julie, are you ready? So here's the suggestion. Yeah. And this is what we, Julie and I have uh, do this for ourselves about every three to five years. You need to start 
with the idea that you are complacent in all the areas of your life that matter the most. And so write these down in your notes. Number one, there's five areas of life that pretty much everyone universally agrees are the focus points that everyone should have. Number one is family, then spiritual, education, educational, financial, and physical, right? So we just belabored the point about physicality and how we didn't realize we'd become complacent with that, but evidently we have, okay? So assume that you're complacent in all areas. In other words, what's happened is you have become lazy and you're no longer pushing yourself and making yourself go to the next level. And here's the scary part. If you do not push yourself to the next level, if you do not go to the next level, if you decide to be complacent and happy with what, where you are and what you have, you will lose with what you have and where you are. And use finances in that, for that example, okay? So if you decide, you know what, Tim, I don't want the pressure, brother. You know, I'm going to stop and smell the roses. I'm good. I'm just going to be happy making my 100 grand a year or my 50 grand a year or whatever. Okay, that's your mindset. You're just going to be happy doing that. You do it year in and year out. Here's the challenge. You're, you're actually going to lose what you have, even if you're earning what you have in the past, because of something called inflation. I know that's something that you guys sort of know something about, but have you noticed that things have gotten more expensive? In other words, the money that you have been earning has been able to buy you less stuff. I mean, that's the nature of essentially of the fiat currency that the United States has, is that it devalues. In other words, our, our currency, well, just long story short, if you basically think, if your benchmark for earning is what it's been year in and year out, you're in your 50, 75, or maybe it's 750 grand, I bet you, if you are being honest with yourself, you have noticed that your ability to save money, let alone have money with the money that you're supposed to have after, has been reduced. It's the inflation of the cost of things, but also taxes have increased. So, yes, you have to make sure that you do not allow yourself to become complacent financially. Now, here's the other aspect of it. I'm going to drill down on this just for a second, is that if you have become uh, complacent or lazy with the business expenses that you have, that's the other thing that can eat you alive because sometimes what we do is we emotionally react to a decrease in income or a decrease in transactions by doing dumb shit like spending money on buying leads or you know, an expensive website or just all these other silly things that don't actually generate you anything opposed to maybe taking a hard look at where you're spending your money now and realizing a lot of your business expenses are actually not needed at all and you could completely eliminate them. We did that in our own coaching business at the beginning of the year. We did. We found that we had nine people on our staff, nine people on our staff that were frankly redundant and we also discovered that we had some expenses that were just and essentially not needed anymore. The return on investment of the expense wasn't worth what we were doing. So we completely stopped doing it. And you know what happened as a result? <laughs> nothing, nothing bad happened as a result. The net in income increased, but also the sales of uh, – I don't, don't need to get in the weeds, but sales also increased – because all those added people were actually distracting us from doing a great job uh, with you guys because the staff had gotten too heavy. So these are the types of things that happen in your own business. These are the types of things that happen in your own life. So I want you to open your mind and start with the idea that every single aspect of your life needs to be upgraded. It needs to be seen as being obsolete. It's time for you to load 
new software, new operating system, and really take a hard look. Um, and so, Julie, without any further ramp up, point numero uno. Yes. Well, so we have first nine ways to know if you have a complacency issue. And then probably on tomorrow's podcast, we'll get to the seven points of what to do about it, just so that we have all this laid out for them. So how do you know if you might have a complacency issue? You don't have to have all of these things going wrong, but if you've got two or three of them working against you at the same time, you probably have to do something about it. So how do you know? Number one, do you have the same dot, 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 haircut, car, house, phone, as you did five plus years ago, maybe even 20 years ago. I remember we used to go on listings where the pre-qualification script, they said everything had been rehabbed. And then we learned to ask the question in what year? Because we would go there and it would be like a museum from 1968. And it was all the most hip, really cool stuff from 1968, you know, with the, the flocked wallpaper and all kinds of really crazy, cool looking furniture. But as far as really updated, no, that was somebody who had their day in the sun with that decorating, but had become complacent about updating it. So do you have the same and look around and fill in the blank for yourself? You may have a complacency challenge. Number two, you'd rather stay fat than exercise or exercise like you know you should consistently and with accountability. And yeah, it did suck having that crazy coach this morning. I don't even know what he was thinking. So that would be the accountability part. Um, and, you know, got to ask yourself that question. So point number three, how do you know if you're complacent? You'd rather buy leads than prospect or follow up on leads urgently. Some of you think you've got a lead generation problem. You actually have a lead follow-up problem. You're complacent about it. And Tim, jump in anytime you'd like to. I'm just going to go through these points. Well, I, I, thought actually, I thought actually the last point could use some more drilling down because whenever you talk about physical sure. stuff, it's so easy to, for people to understand that. And it doesn't seem overly analytical, to be honest with you. So let me give you what I was thinking. It's easy to uh, become like your environment. It's very easy. So Julie and I were living in this beautiful town of Georgetown, Texas. Loved Georgetown, Texas. Really did. Started, you know. The whole thing, everything was beautiful there. Wonderful people, people just unbelievably cool, wonderful Texans, all the things that you hope to discover in uh, America is still alive and well in Georgetown, Texas. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, Georgetown, Texas also has a lot of people that are overweight and a lot of people that aren't that ambitious and a lot of people that really are just sort of, you know, putting in their hours. And Julie and I have this sort of global approach to life because of all of you guys and our publishing and our books and our, you know, all the things that we do. So we're connected with all these markets and all these agents and all these people that think big. But our only connection with uh, essentially thinking big was when we were at work. And as soon as we were done outside of work, we were surrounded by people that were essentially in complacency. And they wanted to stay in complacency. That's what their whole mission in life was. That's how most of America works. So you would go to George, to, you know, someplace in Georgetown. This is true in most of America. I'm not making fun of, you know, we are, we're originally from Columbus, Ohio, and you know, Columbus, Ohio, and Georgetown were very similar, essentially, the you know, nature of the people and essentially how they lived. But once you, you know, we have had exposures to things all over the world as far as what's cap what you're capable of in life in life if you just force yourself out of your comfort zone. But those folks, for the most part, they have no interest in that. 
They wanted their whole world is this 25 mile, if that, circumference around their house. That's the entire existence, and they have no interest in expanding their search for the most part, or their their you know essentially their points of contact or their or their own uh, their own life experience beyond that tiny little circumference. That's how they think. And I'm not judging. I swear to you, I'm not judging. That's how most people are. You are like that. You are like that, and you probably don't even know it. So when you look in the mirror, do you look like all the people around you, as in maybe comfortably 20 pounds overweight? You probably do. Do you dress like them? Do you, you know, drive cars like them? Do you talk like them? You have become like the environment that you're surrounded by. And again, I please understand that I'm not being judgy. I'm not. I'm asking you to ask yourself if that's what you want for yourself for the rest of your life. You might not. You might decide that you want something incredibly different for your life. You might decide that you want to make yourself uncomfortable and really decide to shake complacency finally. Well, like I said, it's an ongoing battle. Okay, But the reality of it is, is maybe you have that spark inside of you, which all of us have. You have that divine spark in front of, inside of you that it is absolutely tired of being suppressed you know, by your essential complacency. Do you feel that? I know you do. You absolutely do. You know how I know you do? You wouldn't listen to this podcast if you didn't have that divine spark inside of you wanting to be essentially set free. That is what I'm talking about with regards to your environment. So that's something, that's a good place to start. How long, Julie said this a second ago, do you look like you looked three years ago? Maybe a little bit chubbier, right? Do you dress like you? I bet you got the same clothes, same house, same car, same everything. You are stuck in a time capsule. And ask anybody who's about 45 years or older, and they'll tell you what I'm about to tell you is true. Time feels like it goes by faster the older you get. Do you know why that's true? It's not true. It's not actually true. But do you know why it feels true? Because we get caught in ruts. What happens is our lives become Groundhog Day. You know, it's the routine of life, which, you know, you get a lot of benefit from having a routine in life, a workout routine, uh, you know, an earning money routine. All the routines are fantastic. But what happens is the older you get, the more you get drilled down a cot in that same rut, and it becomes worse. Look, you go to vacation in the same places every year. You hang out with the same people every weekend. You have the same thoughts. Have you ever considered the fact but you literally say the same thing at the exact same time every single day. You haven't had an original conversation with anybody. And you guys get the point here? It's almost comical if you look at it. So this is an opportunity for you to open your mind and, frankly, go back to thinking big and realize that there is amazing amounts of opportunity for you to do just about really anything. Look, I'm never going to be an Olympic athlete for sure, but there's a lot of other things I could do. Same with you. So listen, guys, we are going to, for those of you who are ready to move forward um, with regards to your coaching experience with us, and Julie, I want to try to get to one more point. I know you have to get Premier Coaching. Uh, okay. I want you guys to consider requesting a free coaching call. Why do I say consider? Because don't request a free coaching call if you're not serious. Our coaches have their schedules jam-packed with uh, folks that are interested in moving their businesses and personal lives forward. All you've got to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, 
to 31996. You will be given an opportunity to have a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches, and we're going to give you six free books. No, we're not going to give you Harris Rules. That's for sale at Barnes & Noble on Amazon. But the book we are going to give you, which is, frankly, one of our best books, it's free. It's called The Real Estate Treasure Map. It's your fill-in-the-blank business and life plan. In addition to that, we're giving you your 12-monthly generation plan, a whole bunch of other book titles. You get those for free when you schedule a free coaching call. Just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Or you can set the appointment yourself by just going to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Miss Julie? Yes. So the next point was talking about the difference between having a lead follow-up issue versus uh, you know, the fact that maybe you'd rather buy leads than prospect or actually take care of the ones that you've got. So we won't belabor that because we talk about that on almost every podcast, one way or the other. Number four, there's something to think about. Somebody once said they're called settlers because they settled. <laughs> okay. So are you a settler and not an adventurer? Have you settled on what's going to just have to be and it'll just have to be okay for you? Or are you striving to be the best that you can be? to have, to be, and to see the best you can in the world. And a coaching client say to me, you know, gosh, you guys are so adventurous. And I was talking about the fact that, you know, Zoe has made me more adventurous. There's no way I would have gone down that four-story darkened freaking uh, pipe from hell. What was I going to call it? Oh, the, the water, water slide. slide. That's it's what I was a, trying to say. Take, take a breath, Julie. It's called <laughs> it's a water slide. Yeah, you can see how it still gives me panic. But I would never have done that. Just, okay, let's go do that. She's like, oh, no, Mama, you're brave. And, and then she goes, I'm going to give you some of my bravery power and then, like, cast a spell on me so that I could do it. It was hilarious. It was great. And she goes down by herself. So what's up with that? But, yeah, I mean, she makes me more adventurous. And, but that's the question. Are you to, to determine are you maybe being complacent or not? Are you a settler or are you an adventurer? You don't have to be jumping out of planes to have adventure. Maybe for you, it's like me. It's the, the four-story high giant water tower, okay? But do you sometimes say yes, or do you always say no to those things? <clears throat> Have you settled on how things are, and that's how it's going to be for the next 50 years, 20 years, 10 years? So ask yourself these questions, and we're going to get into this a bit more deeply tomorrow and continue this podcast. And, of course, we always like to make you think first, be introspective, and then we don't leave you there we help you with what to do about it. Just like in the Harris Rules book, at the end of every chapter, there's homework. It's what to do about what you just read in that chapter. Even Think and Grow Rich for Realtors, which is another of our books, you know, everybody's got Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. The difference is, what do you do with that? Maybe you've read it five or six times and you always get something out of it, which is great, but take action. That's what it's at the end of every chapter that we translated for you into your real estate life and practice. So, Back to you, Tim. I'm going to get ready for my premier clients. Yes, so premier clients, those of you in premier coaching, make sure you attend Julie's daily call live. Incredibly important. Um, a lot of you are um, – so Julie's got this very loyal group that shows up, and she now knows you guys by name, uh, obviously, you know, when, just by seeing your phone number. So definitely attend live. That is where it's a unstructured – really drilled down coaching session you have with head coach Julie happens every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you have 
um, a coaching session with Coach Rochelle, and Coach Rochelle is going to focus on BPOs, short sales, things like that. So it's incredibly important if you're in Premier Coaching to attend live. We have tracked it, and we are absolutely positive the agents who attend live have a 100% chance of earning more money faster because they're closer. They're, they, they're staying connected. They're listening to what we're saying. They're not just taking a little sampler version of the premier coaching program that we've built over the years. They're actually deep diving in and taking it seriously and seeing this as their opportunity. So listen, listeners, we are really going to drill down on this complacency topic. I'm really curious what you think about this topic. Uh, here's a fun question. Why don't you text me and tell me where you know you're being complacent in your life, right? Are you being complacent with your relationships with your friends and your family? Are you being complacent with your finances? Are you being complacent with your dreams? Did you used to, when you were younger, think that your life would work out differently than it's working out? Did you think that, I mean, if you're really being honest with yourself, are you really driving the car you want to be driving? Maybe you don't care about cars. I get it. Have you... Didn't you once have a fantasy or dream of doing more traveling, going to Paris, walking to the top of the Eiffel Tower? Didn't you have a dream of looking a certain way, feeling a certain way? Have you just let go of those dreams? Why? Because you have essentially risen to the same level of all the people around you, to the environment in which you have chosen to be. You have chosen to be complacent and lazy, and you're forgetting the fact that too much time and life is passing you by. What's going to happen if this continues, this pattern with you continues? You're going to grow older and older and older, and then one day you're going to probably have some financial issues. One day you might even have some health issues, and your ability to do anything miraculous with your life is going to be gone. And then do you think you're going to be happy about having let all those best potential years pass by you? Do you think you're going to be thrilled with yourself when you're an old person and you're looking back and you're knowing that you could have done more with your life, or you can be pissed at yourself. You already know the answer. You know what I'm talking about. And if you happen to be an older person, and you're pissed off at yourself because you know what I'm saying is true, and you wish the version of you in your 40s or your 30s and your 50s and your 60s would have actually drilled down more and taken the opportunities more seriously and fought to avoid complacency, if you're that person, there's still time. You know how I know there's still time? Because you're still alive. That's why. Because you could still do amazing things with your life. People ask, you know, the normal polite question, how are you doing, Tim? You know, I get that question all the time. So do you. And here's my answer. And this is really how I think. <laughs> and this is something I learned in Texas, by the way. Any day you wake up and you're looking at the green side of the grass, it's a great day. Now, is that setting the bar low, <laughs> you know? Literally, or is that really maybe a philosophy of life? Anytime you wake up and you're looking at the green side of the grass, you're alive. You've been given the gift of life. You still have an opportunity to have an amazing life. What are you waiting for? Because it just makes you a little uncomfortable. Has this podcast made you uncomfortable? Has the thought of making yourself made you uncomfortable? Look, you don't have to jump in the deep end with these you know, anti-complacency measures that we're proposing to you over today and tomorrow's show. You could just take little steps, and we're going to be talking to you about the little steps tomorrow so that you can feel reconnected. You can feel alive again. You can feel like the person that you used to feel like. That's what I'm hoping and praying all of you are going to have the courage to allow yourself to experience. Guys, look, here's the bottom line. And, you know, I say this on the podcast, and I know you guys love this, so I'm going to say it. You only live once, and you're dead a real long time. <laughs> True or false, right? You only live once, and you're dead a real long time. You might as well make the most of the life you have while you have it. 
So stop being tempted and, and lulled into complacency. Stop allowing yourself to be lazy and make the most of this life. God gave this life to you for a reason. Are you actually fulfilling the, you know, a sort of the bond, the commitment, the obligation, the moral obligation? Are you actually going to be someone at the end of your days who looks back and says, you know what? I did it right. I kicked this life thing's ass. Are you going to be that person? Or are you going to be the person that's looking back and saying, you know what? I don't feel too good about how I spent my time on this planet. How do you feel now? Are you liking how you spent the last week, two weeks, three weeks, month? You feel like in your heart you know you were lazy, let opportunities get by you? You know it's true. Maybe not all aspects of your life. I hope for you it's not all aspects of your life. But the ones, aspects where you are letting things get by you, let's have a conversation about that, okay? If you want to talk to me directly about this, you can text me directly at 512-758-0206. And, yes, that's my real phone number, 512-758-0206. You have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.